I really want to get in the word today. I want to, I want to introduce you to the journey that I've been on over the last few years with fasting. Now, I didn't grow up in a home where we taught fasting. I grew up in a wonderful Baptist Christian home, but fasting was not a part of the practice of our home. But it is so biblical, and you're going to find today there's so many scriptures that talk about fasting. So today we're going to start fasting for a change. How about that? We're going to start fasting for a change in our life. Let me ask you, do you need a change? Do you need a change in your life? You know, let me start with what the definition of change is, and maybe that'll answer your question. Change means to replace something with something else. Do you have something in your life right now that you need replaced? You have a bad attitude. You have addictions. You have fear. You have anger. Let me tell you what, you need to fast for a change. This is a new year, and it can be a new you, but it's your choice. So if you find yourself stuck or you find yourself frustrated or you find yourself making the bad choices or behaviors or you're just in circumstances that seem like they are unfair, it's time for a change. You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, so open those Bibles, open up those apps. We're going to get in the Word, get a pen, get a paper. I believe in the Word of God. We know this verse, but let's start off with the first word, if. If. Any man, woman, boy, or girl, be in Christ. They are a new creation. The old is gone. It's passed away. The new has come. Only if, only if you're in a relationship, you're going to stay stuck if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because there is no power for you. There's no place for you if you don't have the authority of Jesus in you. So you've got to start. And I believe the Bible tells us that I am a new creation and I can call for new. Did you know Jesus was all about change? Jesus was all about change from the Old Testament teachings of rituals and laws to the New Testament transformation of power and grace. Jesus was about change from the Old Testament burdens and bondage to the New Testament blessing and abundance. He was about change. How many of you like the the show The Chosen? I love that. Now, I'm not doing a commercial for them, but I can tell you, I think they've done a great job showing how Jesus transitioned from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We must transition from law and legalism to freedom and grace and the spirit of God. All of that that Jesus was trying to teach his disciples how to transition from the Old Testament, all the bondage and all the burdens that they carried into life and life abundantly. That's what Jesus was about. He was about change. It's time for a change. I heard someone say to me, and I thought it was so good, life is not a remote. You have to get up and change it yourself. My little Gracie Bell was sitting on the couch with me the other day, just flipping through like she knew exactly. She could get to Netflix. She could get to Prime. She could get to Fly. She got to it all. She's just flipping through that. And I said, baby, when I was a little girl, we didn't have controls. We had to get up and change the channel ourselves. She couldn't fathom it. That literally there was something I had to do to get up and change a channel. And that's what life's like. Many of you are sitting on the couch with the control thinking you're going to change your life. My friend, you got to get up and do something. You got to get up and do something. You got to move in the way of the Spirit of God, fasting for a change. So let me ask you, where do you need a change? Everyone in here needs a change in some place. You either need to change your attitude. You got some stinking thinking going on. You're listening to old behaviors, old thoughts, old actions. Just like Melody said a few moments ago, the enemy's coming with lies and deceit and division, and you're listening to it. Or maybe your perspective. You have an evil perspective. All you can think about is the negativism of our world. You watch too much media. You listen to too much of what is going on in the world, and you've got an evil or sad perspective. Maybe your choices, and let's just be honest. 
I mean, the enemy is giving us so many choices. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be pornography. It could be bad places with bad people. You are making bad choices in your life. It's time for a change. It could be that you need some patience in your life. And, oh, God knows this is me. I need patience. I am the most impatient person I know. And nothing bothers me more than when somebody doesn't go the speed limit or a little bit more. I mean, I literally, and I was driving the other day behind this grandma. I forgot I am one too. I, I mean, and I would like, and I'm riding her bumper and I'm thinking, oh, good Lord. Or probably somebody from church. And I mean, literally, because I'm so impatient because I'm an activator. I mean, I like to get things going. And I've got lots of energy. And Holy Spirit said, you are impatient. And sometimes it takes a little longer for me to hear from God and receive from God because I'm in the now. I'm in the now. I'm in the now. I'm in the now. And he said, I want you to fast for patience. And there's some things I'm praying for that I think I could get a lot quicker if I would learn patience. Because it just takes me a while to sit and rest and know that he's God. Maybe you need to change in your faith or your walk with God. I met with someone this week and she just said to me, I need the fire back. I've lost the fire of God. Maybe you need a change or your commitments. Maybe you say you'll do something and you don't follow through. You know you. You know who you are. Maybe it's commitments. Well, it's 2024 and it's time for more. Amen. Are you ready for more? Are you really ready for more? It's time to expect more. So let's go through some FAQs. Does the Bible talk about fasting? Now, most of us don't like fasting. Phil got up this morning. He goes, I guess I can't have a Papa special. Well, that's what he has every morning. And it's a, it's a peanut butter, little toasty, crunchy thing he eats. And he looks at me and he goes, for 21 days, I can't have a Papa special. No, you can't have a Papa special because you've made a commitment to fast, and we're going to talk about why we fast. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to Matthew 6. Now, I'm going to show you some stuff, guys, and get active in this. I mean, this is like your own Bible study. I'm going to walk you through. At least open your app if you don't have your Bibles. I'm still old school. I like carrying my Bible, like reading my Bible, like highlighting my Bible. It's good to do. So open up to Matthew 6, and this is so powerful. I'm going to walk you through fasting in a way maybe you haven't seen it. So Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he takes them up on a mountain, and Matthew 5 is what we know is the Beatitudes, and he's teaching them things. And then he walks with them a little further, and in Matthew 6, he sits down and he tells them something. He said, I want you know, to know how to do some things, boys. I want you to know how to do this. And he walks them through these three spiritual truths. He said, when you give, when you fast, and when you pray. Look with me in, in um, chapter 6 of Matthew. And it's so good because it's just so honest the way he talks. He says, when you give, when you do a charitable deed or when you give, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and the streets that they may have the glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. So if you're one of those people who give so people see you, enjoy it because it's done. He doesn't see it. We may see it, but he doesn't see it. So it's all about the heart. And when you give, you give for him and you give unto him. But look what it says next. But when you, say that with me, but when you, what's that? But when you, he's telling them when you do this, assuming they are. Not if you give, when you give. This isn't a choice. This is a truth in the word of God. When you do a charitable deed or you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be seen in secret look what it says and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly so many people have come to pastor phil and i and given large gifts to this church 
and receive so many gifts from God. The reward comes from God. A new job, a, a, a child coming home, a victory. Rewards come from God when you do what he says to do. When you give, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And the next verse, and when you pray, not if you pray, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. I surely I say to you, they have the reward. If you're praying so everyone can see you pray, enjoy it. Because he ain't looking. But when you go into the secret place, now I want you to see this because it's so good. And this really hits me. I'm kind of a, um, an emotional person and I love to just get with God in the intimacy of who he is and his word. And he says, but when you pray, go into the room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Can you say that with me? Secret place. Do you know there's a secret place for you to go alone with God? On my prayer walks or in my prayer room at home, that's my secret place. And it is so intimate and it's so real. And I have such encounters with God. Nothing in this world that this world has to offer can ever compare with the secret place that God has taken me to. There's intimacy. There's healing. There's connection. There's a secret place. You can only find it when you go to him in prayer. Your father who sees in the secret place will do what? Reward you openly. When you give, when you pray, in the secret place, he rewards you openly. And he goes on, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad faces and countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have your re their reward. If you're fasting just because we've called a church-wide fast and you think it's a thing to do, that's your reward. If you enter into this fast because you're looking for breakthrough, you're looking for encounter, you're coming to God with what only he can do, he tells you, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who sees in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Your father will reward you openly. Anybody want to get a reward from God? My reward is my prayer that I'm praying right now. I'm praying for something that only God can do. I'm praying for a supernatural healing that only God can do. And I've been contending with my faith. So often we think that preachers and those who walk with God don't have to go through difficulty. I'm going through the greatest fire of my life right now. I need the greatest breakthrough right now. I need a supernatural miracle that only God can do. I'm contending. I'm warring. I'm walking. I'm praying. I said to God this morning, I don't know how many times I've prayed for this, but I will keep praying for this and keep praying for this and keep praying for this. There's a scripture I want you to go a little bit further because Jesus is teaching the way to obedience and reward. A little further in Matthew, he's still talking to his disciples, Matthew 17, and he's beginning to teach He's drilling. Hey, guys, if you don't have this intimate relationship with God, maybe you're not walking with them, praying, reading, fasting, giving. You are where you want to be. If you want to be somewhere different, you do something differently. You want to go deep, then get deep. Get alone. Pray and read the word of God. And he's talking to his disciples. And this father comes to the disciples, and they have, he has a son, and this son is filled with, listen, a demonic spirit. And Jesus is doing all these miracles, and he gives the power and authority to the disciples to do all these miracles. And their father brings his boy, and he says to the disciples, call out the demon out of my boy. And the disciples try to call out the demon, but they can't. 
They can't call out the demon. And the father in frustration goes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, your disciples couldn't call out the demon out of my boy. This boy is broken. He's demonic. He's filled with a demonic spirit. If you read the scripture, it says literally he throws himself in the fire and throws himself in the water and it literally falls himself on the ground. He has a demonic spirit and the disciples couldn't do anything about it. And Jesus turns around and he says, come out of him. And immediately the demonic spirit came out of him. And the disciples in their frustration came to Jesus. And look with me in this verse, because this is where a lot of us are right now. I want you to see this verse right now. It's so good. They came to Jesus and they said, why could we not call out the demon? We've called out other demons. We've seen other miracles. And this is where many of you are today. He looks at them and he said, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. We sang that song this morning about mountains because some of you are looking at the mountains instead of the mustard seed. Some of you look at the mountains, you look at the demonic boy, you look at what can't be done. Why couldn't the disciples do it? I think they feared the demon more than they feared the mustard seed. I don't think they had the faith of a mustard seed. When I was a little girl, we used to wear these little mustard seed necklaces around our neck. And my mama told me, baby, if you only have the faith of a mustard seed. But lately, I've been looking at the mountain. This thing that I have to have God do is a mountain. And I've been looking at the mountain instead of the mustard seed. And I'm telling you right now, some of you haven't gotten your breakthrough because you're looking at the mountain. It's a demonic spirit. It's too big. You're afraid of it. You don't know how to call it out. You don't know how to deal with it. And you're not experiencing the faith of a mustard seed. Let me ask you right now, will you activate your faith? If that's all the faith you need is a mustard seed, can you activate your faith? When something just looks too big to change, don't start your fast without faith. We're here today to activate our faith. Don't start your fast without faith. It was faith that activated all of these beautiful prayers in the Bible we see. You see, Moses fasted with faith while on Mount Sinai. And because of it, he had a one-on-one -on -one encounter with God. Every one of these stories, and I've gone through every single fa uh, fast in the Bible, in your book, and I'm hoping you pick this book up, I will walk you through fasting story after fasting story after fasting story after fasting story. And every one of them had to do with faith. If you don't activate your faith, you're not going to see your breakthrough. If you don't activate your faith, you're not going to see your breakthrough. Esther fasted with faith for wisdom to approach the king on behalf of the Jews. And because of it, she was offered up to half of the kingdom and the Jews were saved. Daniel fasted for faith to show the king his personal conviction about foreign foods. And because of it, he gained favor and honor and respect for years to come. Nehemiah fasted with faith over a broken heart for a city. And because of it, was given permission from the king to go rebuild the walls. Act with faith. Faith is what you can't do, only God can do. You came to Jesus by faith. Have you left your faith there? Have you left your faith at salvation? Or have you activated your faith for something that only God can do? I mean a breakthrough, a need, a burden. You must activate it Jesus fasted with faith while he was in the wilderness, and because of it, he overcame Satan on every attack he brought. In Matthew 4, 4, Satan came to Jesus. 
And Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. And he came to Jesus and everything the world had to offer, he brought to Jesus. And Jesus very clearly looked at Satan and he quoted the word of God. And it's very clear because he said, man will not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I'm telling you what, I want to walk through a couple things with you right now with your fast. I believe that God wants to bring some breakthroughs. And I believe he's working in this church in a supernatural way. And I believe that fasting is a spiritual discipline to activate your flesh like nothing else can do. When my stomach growls, everything in me wants to eat. When, my, when I'm hungry, everything in my flesh wants what I want. But when I submit myself to God, when I fall on my knees, when I enter into a prayer walk and I give my life, my body to God, there's something that happens. All hell is on notice that I'm going to push through with my faith. I literally tell the enemy I am not giving up on this one. So is fasting in the Bible? Absolutely, over and over. And most churches don't fast. Most Christians don't fast. I've been on all these Catholic radio shows um, lately with the book. And I had this priest ask me on one of the shows the other day, Tammy, can I ask you a question? You act like you want to fast. Like, like I'm reading your book and, and I'm listening to you right now. And he said, you know, for us Catholics, we fast for Lent and I've been doing it my whole life. But like, it's because I have to do it, not because I want to do it. And I said, well, that might be the problem. And I will tell you, and I understood that some things only happen by prayer and fasting, Matthew 6, Matthew 17. When some things, when some mountains only come out by prayer and fasting, when I have to get on my face before God because my flesh is broken and I am warring and I am contending, you say, are you pleading? You better believe it because everything in my humanity, everything in my flesh says you can't do it. There is a higher power and his name is Jesus. He is my higher power. And when I yield everything that is in me to everything that is in him, I receive miracles. I receive manifestations. I receive blessings. It is in the Bible. So people ask me all the time, what is fasting? Now, we live in a day where if you're on social media, um, some people are talking about intermittent fasting. All right, let me just explain this to you. And intermittent fasting is a wonderful thing. People intermittent fast for their bodies for healthy reasons. And I intermittent fast on a regular basis. I think our bodies need to cleanse and we need to do that. But that's for your flesh. That's not for your spirit. When you do an intermittent fast, it's because you want your body to be healthy. When you do a spiritual fast, it's because you want your life to be holy. You enter into it with two different mindsets. So when we go into a spiritual fast, for me, I believe that it's food. Let me tell you why. The Old Testament, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament is the word psalm. So when you read fasting in the Old Testament, the word S-O-M is actually to abstain from food. In the New Testament, it actually is the Greek word translated nustuo, and it means to abstain from eating. So to me, fasting is not about social media. It's not about Netflix. It's not about shopping. For me, fasting is about food. Now, those things are great to abstain from. And I think on a fast, some of us should shut down social media. I think some of us should get away from Netflix. I think some of us should spend some time in prayer and fasting. But those are things you're omitting from your light. Fasting is about food because you are warring in your body. You are letting your flesh say, no, I will not give in to you.
So for 21 days, I want you to fast with us. Now, I want to be really clear on this. If you struggle with um, an eating disorder, you're diabetic, you have issues in your life, I want everyone to be very clear. You check with your physician first because your body is the temple of God and you must take care of this body. The Bible tells us that we are to present ourselves whole to God, body, soul, and spirit. Did you know that you're accountable and responsible for your body, for your soul, and for your spirit? And you will give an account for all three. Holy Spirit lives in this body, and you need to take care of this temple. He will hold you accountable for your temple. He will hold you accountable for your soul. And he will hold you accountable for your spirit. Does that make sense? So you need to make sure that if you have a medical condition, you either ask your doctor or you really seek Holy Spirit. And if you're new at fasting, don't try to be like superhero and say, I'm going to go on a 40-day you know, water fast. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. Don't do that. All right? If you're new at fasting, I would say to you, do a morning fast. Maybe wake up in the morning and fast till 10 or fast till noon. And just start small. Because what I want you to do is have a successful fast. I don't want you to hate fasting, all right? I don't want you to say, God, I'm never doing that again. I want you to go, wow, what breakthrough already? Do you know that you're already going to, now some of you come and go, Pastor Tammy, listen, I don't even eat breakfast. I'm not hungry in the morning. I guarantee you, if you say you're going to fast till breakfast or fast through breakfast till noon, you will be hungry every day for 21 days. Because if you don't think you can have something, you want something. Isn't that just the truth? So I would just say to you, start just small. Just say, I'm, I'm not going to have breakfast. Or maybe you came this morning and say, whoops, I forgot we're fasting. I had breakfast. Well, then maybe fast lunch today, all right? But what you want to do, listen, don't make it legalistic. Make it spirit-led. So what you're going to do through those few hours is when your stomach rumbles, you're going to stop and you're going to pray. You're going to pray for that thing that we're going to put on that 21 wall out there in a few minutes. You're going to pray for your child. You're going to pray for yourself. You're going to pray for your healing. You're going to pray for revival in America. You're going to pray for my prayer request if you have time. You're going to pray for anybody that has a prayer request, and your stomach's going to growl. growl. Now, here's what I also know. I've done this long enough. Your stomach will growl for anywhere from three to six minutes, and you think you're going to die. And you see every chocolate chip cookie out there. I promise. It's got this. How it's, this, is, this is real warfare, I'm telling you. You're going to be hungrier than you've ever been for 21 days. I'm just being honest. But if you can go three to six minutes, all of a sudden, you're not hungry anymore. Have you ever been like starving and then you get sidetracked on something and then come back and go, I'm not even hungry anymore? Our bodies are funny. They work that way. So just push through, war through that three to six minutes. Drink lots of water. Push through and pray through. Pray through. Pray through. Give yourself anywhere from three, six, 12 hours, whatever Holy Spirit tells you. Pastor Phil and I have been fasting for several years, so we do a sun up to sundown. We don't eat during the day. I drink lots of water, and we actually try to not see each other much throughout the day, so we don't fight. You know, we just like, you go your way, baby. I'll see you in 21 days. I love you, but God's got work to do in me. Now, not, I'm, you're laughing, but I'm serious, um, because what? Now, we, we do talk because we work together and everything else, but... but outsmart the enemy you know your weakness and he's going to try to bring contention in your marriage your relationships at work he's going to stir up all kinds of stuff because he doesn't like what you're doing because it's spiritual he hates spiritual things he hates biblical things he hates when we honor god so be smart right um like we talk at night because we do dinner together at night 
and it works. How was your fast today? Great. I didn't see anybody. I made it through, right? And, I, and I'm laughing somewhat, but I'm also being serious. So first of all, we would like you to join us for 21 days. If you can do seven days, great. 14 days, great. 21 days, great. And I really want to encourage you to pick up the book. I'm going to coach you through this book. It started today, every day for 21 days. On my website, I have a coaching video. Every morning, I'll meet you and coach you through that. But we are, coach, we are uh, fasting food. Um, I also want to walk through this in Matthew 5, 6. Jesus said to his disciples, to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Now, I'm going to ask you right now, what does righteousness mean to you? Write the word righteousness down. And what I want to encourage you to do is I want you to look up either Google every scripture reference in the Bible of righteousness. And then when you're praying and interceding, read the verses on righteousness and hunger and thirst after righteousness. God wants you to be righteous before him, holy before him, humble before him. Fasting teaches us to humble ourselves. It breaks everything in you. It teaches you to deny your flesh. Our stomachs are constantly in need of attention and affection and desire. I can't scroll through Instagram without seeing recipe after recipe. I'm constantly trying to desire these desires, my flesh. I want to eat. I want to eat. I want to eat. Why is everything up around eating? You get together with someone, you got to go eat. You got to go eat. You got to go eat. Everything is around that. I want you to deny your flesh. Bill Bright said this. I love it. He said, fasting reduces the power of self so that the Holy Spirit can do more work within us. It reduces the power of self so that the Holy Spirit can do more work in us. Food was never meant to be an indulgence. We have become gluttons. We truly have become gluttons. Food was for us to live and survive, not to live in gluttony with alcohol and food and to be obsessed with this. Maybe that's a shift you need to make in your life. But one more thing, why and when do we fast? Number one, we fast for a national crisis. And if we ever need to fast today for a national crisis, it's for our country. Esther and Daniel and Nehemiah were all confronted with a national crisis. Their cities were being tested and burned and annihilated. They fasted to appeal to God for favor. And I'm going to ask you if you would fast with us for America. 2024 is an election year. And guys, I see what's happening in our schools. I see what's happening in our world. There's so much confusion we need an administration that knows God and loves God. We need someone who's leading our city councils and our government and our churches even. We need pastors that are going to stand up. We need a revival in our own nation. Would you fast for America? Would you believe that we literally could be a godly country again? And then also for personal problems. You can fast for whatever personal problem you're going through. King Ahab knew he had disobeyed God and caused pain to so many people. His cry for brokenness brought him to his knees in fasting. Here was a king who had killed so many people. He was evil and wicked. And the Bible says he fell on his knees in fasting and prayer and repented. I'm telling you, some of you, some of us, and this is obviously a little more somber service and I kind of wanted it to be this way because I want us to kind of enter into a time of humility and brokenness today. You know, when we did our planning for today, you know, it could be all like hopla and lots of energy, but I feel like we need some brokenness. And I can't speak for you, I can only speak for me. And whether it be arrogance or pride or rebellion, 
but there's something that has to be a shift because until we humble ourselves and, and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, we're not going to see God move. For humility and repentance, King David fasted over the sickness of his son brought on by his own sin. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. It was his own sin. And the Bible says he got on his face before God and he repented through fasting and prayer. The Ninevites fasted and repented over the ungodliness of their nation. And God turned and forgave them. These are real stories in the Bible of people who fasted and prayed. You may need it for direction or discernment. Barnabas and Saul, the Bible said, were fasting and worshiping when God brought direction and protection. Acts 13, 2 said, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. You know, we had a beautiful worship night here Friday night, and it was great to, to have um, Patrick Mayberry, and many of you were here, and it was just a house of worship. And we worshiped and we prayed. And often I'm over in this corner. I had a vision many years ago when we first got this building that something's going to happen in this corner. I've said it over and over. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if the ceiling's going to break through and Holy Spirit's going to come in. I don't know. Some of you may want to be on this side. But, but, but God show me there's a shift happening, guys. And you get to decide if you want to be a part of that. Some things only happen by prayer and fasting. We did a prayer walk yesterday in the park. A lot of people showed up for that, and I was walking with a lot of different people praying. And I said to, to one woman, okay, your turn to pray. And she goes, I don't really know how to pray. And I said, yes, you do. Just start praying. And she started praying. She started sharing her heart with God. Just open your mouth. Open your mouth and let God fill you with his spirit. Just pray and fast and let God show you. But you can also fast for strategy and clarity. Jehoshaphat, I love this story. It said he fasted as he cried out to God for wisdom to stand against the armies that pursued them. If you want to read this passage, I love it. It's in 2 Chronicles. Now listen, this is so applicable because it's today. All the armies surrounded Israel. Numerous armies surrounded Israel. They were all surrounded. And King Jehoshaphat came to God and he said, what do I do? All the armies are trying to take us out. They always have tried to take Israel out. Nothing different than what's happening today. And Holy Spirit said, stand still and let me do the work. Stand still and let me do the work. I want you to hear this. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in it. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I am standing on that scripture, and if you know the story, all the armies turned on each other. Every one of the armies took each other out, and Israel stood strong. They stood steadfast, and after all the armies were completely annihilated, God gave all the jewels and the gold and the wealth of all those nations to Israel to live on for the next generations to come. I'm telling you what, some of you need to stand. You need to stand and see God work. God wants to work. But you can also fast for reliance on God alone. Listen, anytime your fast becomes routine and regulatory, it's not a pure fast. So I'm going to tell you a quick story before we go into a, our next cool thing we're going to do. 
um, I was shooting some videos for my podcast the other day, and I've been doing a pre-fast every morning for the last month, so I'm fasting breakfast till noon. And every day I, at noon, I'll eat. And I bring a banana to work and some nuts, and that's kind of how I eat at noon. And it was 11.35, and I'm looking at the clock because my stomach's growling. I want my banana. And I'm getting ready to go in and do a podcast, and I look down and listen. Holy Spirit said to me, eat your banana. And I looked over, literally, I want you to hear this so good. I looked over at the clock, and it was 11.35, and I'm like, yes, it's almost noon. He said, eat your banana now. Now, God, that's when you know it's God, because it's like, this makes no sense. I made a commitment to fast till noon. I've done it now. I'm doing it for a month. And he said, I want you to learn to hear my voice. And I want to see if you're going to be obedient to me. This is not about religion, routine, or law. This is about grace. I want you to feel my grace. And it was hard because I am a legalistic person. Ask my husband. It's the letter of the law. I live this way. And everything in me wanted to wait till noon because I committed to fast till noon. And Holy Spirit said, but you don't understand grace. My grace. I want you, Tammy, to know my grace. And I grabbed that banana, banana and I, I peeled it and I sat there. And as I'm kind of tearing up, he said to me, I want you to walk with me for the next 21 days with my grace. Because my grace is sufficient for you. Now, I've gone back to my fast. I'm not eating till noon. And today it will be sun up to sundown. I made a commitment. I'm going to stay to my commitment. But in the midst of your commitment, could you walk in grace? If Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, see, this is more about you hearing his voice than it is a legalistic fast. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Many of us have been on legalistic fast. I can't wait till five. I can't wait till five. I can't wait till five. And it's more about the food than what you're asking God for. This is our third year pressing in as a church. And the thing I want to teach you this year is how to walk in grace, how to be filled with the Spirit, how to hear His voice in intimacy, how to let Him woo you and love you and minister to you. There's a shift happening because when the church starts to sense God, feel God, walk with God, we'll see a revival. Each of you were given a prayer card on your chair, and I'm going to ask you to pick this up right now. And I wrote these prayers, and, and you know, I know I have a lot of energy, and today I know I've been a little quiet. I think it's because I've really been walking um, very tenderly with the Lord the last several weeks. Honestly, guys, I mean, I, I feel like there's something like shifting in me, and I don't want to get in the way of anything God wants to do. Does that make sense? You know, I, th I think we're all at a place. I'm watching you. I'm watching a lot of you really grow in your faith. And, you know, I believe that God wants to do something fresh and new, but he's got to do it with a people that's broken and hungry. And so when I wrote these fasting cards, um, and I want you to pray over these, we decided that we wanted to fast as a family. And so I have three adult children and two daughter-in-laws and a son-in-law and eight grandchildren. And so at Christmas, I told them that I was going to fast for them and they wanted to all fast together. So we all got the book and I wrote a, a prayer, a family prayer. And then I thought, you know what? I want to give this to the church. I want us to fast as a church. So what I wanted to ask you to do right now is I want you to begin, pick up that card and I want you to look at the prayer for your family. And I want you to begin to think about a sibling that's gone wayward, a mother or a father that doesn't know God, a cousin 
someone who you need to be fasting for. And I want you to pray this prayer over them every day for 21 days. So I put together a thread on my phone. It's called Fasting for a Change, and it's all of our names and numbers. And all my kids now are sending me, hey, Mom, can you fast for this? Mom, can you fast for this? Mom, can you fast for this? So that might be something you want to consider doing. Start just a text thread with your family and send this prayer to them. And guys, this, as serious as you want to get with this, God will get with you. As serious as you want to take this breakthrough. And on the other side is a prayer for your friends. So you may have a group of friends. And then I'm going to tell you every day, these are words that you can just pray over your friends. And you can pray over your family. So take that card, put it in your Bible, put it somewhere. Take a picture of it so you can read it every day. And I believe that God really wants to do a fresh work there. And then also, I'm real excited about this. You probably saw the 21 when you came in. Everybody see that beautiful 21 as a reminder? Um, Shout out, guys, how great are our... 21. A lot of you are wearing them. It's so excited. I'm claiming to be 21. I told my husband, I'm going to wear this the rest of my I'm Baby, I'm 21 forever, right? Um, but I want to encourage you to go by the boutique right here. There's just something about wearing this. Um, get a couple of them and wear them for the next 21 days. Wash them, but you know, you, I mean, wear them because it's really kind of cool because people have been asking me, oh, what's 21 days? And I get to tell people I'm actually seeking God through prayer and fasting for some breakthrough for 21 days. And you get to share your testimony. So let's let's sell all these. I'd love for you guys to buy them, buy them for a friend or someone. Go buy and do that. And then um, there are these cards. You're gonna see these little bookmarkers out there as well. And there's a QR code. And if you'll just go to this QR code every morning, that goes to the coaching video. I've done, a, I'll do a coaching video every morning. So they're like 10 minutes long. So I'll just get to be your your fasting coach for 21 days. So just go to that QR code and every morning we'll just pray together. And then you're gonna see these little cards. I love this. I'm so excited about this. And it says, what are you fasting for and what are you fasting from? What are you fasting for? I want you to think about it right now. What are you fasting for? Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's your health. And I want you to write that down. Get out a pen. There should be pens around you right there. Write it down right now if you have the cards. If not, we have them outside. And then what are you fasting from? What's your fast? Maybe you're on a Daniel fast. Maybe you're doing a juice fast. Maybe you're going to do sun up, sun down, breakfast, an evening meal. And I want you to write that down. And then what we're going to do is a little bit different today is um, we're going to end really quiet today. Um, I'm going to ask you, we're going to shift all of this, this whole congregation all the way around, and we're going to quietly shift out to the lobby. And we have the prayer wall open, and I've asked Pastor Eric and Pastor Nate, Pastor Phil and I, and Pastor Bethany and Simon, and we're going to be at the prayer wall. And we don't get to do this very often with you guys, and we want to pray with our congregation. And we're going to ask you guys to come as families to the prayer wall to one of us and we want to pray over you we really want to solidify today we want to believe that January 21 for 21 days is going to bring power and healing and breakthrough for you and then what we're going to do you'll see the 21 and then you're going to take this card and you're going to pin it in the 21 so that 21 will kind of be like our prayer wall with it's our fasting wall and we're going to ask all of you to put your fast pin it to the wall and then we'll pray over that 21 for the next 21 days we'll pray for your prayers we'll pray for your faith we'll pray for what god's doing in your life and then they'll also be i'm excited we're going to do communion but i'm going to ask you to do communion either alone or with your family so a pastor's not going to lead you through communion today The Bible talks about, Jesus said to his disciples, take, take and eat. 
So this is something for you to do. So if you're a father in the home, a mother in the home, the communions are on the 21, they're on the tables. And I'm gonna ask you just to get with your family, take communion with your family, pray for something that you're asking God for, Talk as a family. If you're going to fast as a family, I know um, our daughter Jen and, and her family, the kids are fasting for 21 days from sugar. Not going to hurt them a bit. And they're raising up their children, understanding that there's something about fasting. So you might want to consider fasting as a family. So what we want to do, um, those resources are out there. And I want to encourage you to get the book. One more thing, you see these beautiful boxes. Um, we want to be able to minister to people uh, with this fast. We have a lot of ministries we work with here in our area, and we'd like to give books to the ministries that we work with. So if you'd be willing to buy a case of books, I believe they're $500 for a case. I don't know how many are in it, but you can see um, Courtney at the table. But if you would be willing to buy a case of books for our ministries, we work with Teen Challenge and Olive Crest and lots of ministries, and we'd like to bless them with a the book. So if you'd like to buy a case of books, that would really help us with our ministries here. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now. And I want you right now to envision your mountain. What's your mountain? What's that mountain? Your marriage, your finances, your health, your anger, your temptation, your pornography, your alcoholism. What's your mountain? Your fear, your anxiety. What's your mountain? What's that representation of that demonic boy that was so big that the disciples were afraid of it. The disciples were afraid of the demonic spirit. It was a mountain to them. And Jesus said, oh boys, all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. And you can say to this mountain, be gone. I'm telling you, you're going to activate your faith through fasting. You're going to stand strong through repentance and humility and faith, you're going to war in your flesh and say no to the enemy. See, fasting is asking in the spirit realm. Fasting is asking in the spirit realm. Benjamin Franklin said, the best of all medicines is resting and fasting. God, I pray over the next 21 days that you'll teach us to rest, to rest in you, that we would be still and know that you are God, that we would maybe create a playlist on our phone of worship music, and that we would go into that secret place, wherever that is, that secret place, and we would pray, and we would give, and we would fast. And you who sees in the secret place would reward us openly. God, that we would speak to the mountain and say, be gone. That we would activate our faith. That you would move in this church in a mighty way for 21 days, for three weeks, just like Daniel. He tested for three weeks and the king saw a difference in him. Would the world see a difference in us after 21 days? Because of our faith. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Be gone in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask now that you just quietly move your way into the lobby. As families, you can hold hands, you can gather together and move to the prayer line and move to the 21 and pray and take communion and make today a commitment of your 21-day fast before the Lord.